Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Hear it from the doctor with expert guests from the American Academy of Pediatrics. It's Healthy Children. Now, our favorite mom, Melanie Cole, MS. Welcome to Healthy Children, where, of course, all of our guests are provided by the American Academy of Pediatrics in conjunction with their consumer website, healthychildren.org. I'm Melanie Cole, and joining me today is Dr. Christina Johns. She's a pediatric emergency medicine physician at PM Pediatric Care in Annapolis, Maryland, and she's also a spokesperson for the American Academy of Pediatrics, and she's here to talk to us today about preventing injuries, winter injuries, both indoors and outdoors. There's so much to discuss. Dr. Johns, it's a pleasure to have you with us. I'm so glad we're talking about this because I think that there's a lot of things that parents don't think about, especially when you've got those little kiddos. Why don't we start with the most common injuries that you see at this time of year as far as indoors and around the holidays? What do you see most often? Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right about this. This is when, you know, the holidays and fun celebrations, a couple of things happen. Number one, uh, people and families, they're out of their routine with their kids, right? We are going to celebrations, you are um, a school and a daycare is out. And so people are necessarily out of their routines. And so, so are their kids. And so oftentimes that means kids are tired, parents are tired. Right now, of course, everyone's sick as well. And so it's sort of a setup for different types of injuries to happen. And uh, around the holidays, those of us in pediatric emergency medicine and urgent care see a ton of it. I would say that far and away, the things that I see very commonly around the holidays sort of inside are the following. I see all kinds of lacerations from kids who want to help out cooking or other types of uh, food prep. Um, kids want to use a knife or you know, have the sharp meat fork um, where they will wind up getting cut. So lots of stitches, lots of Skinifix glue um, on different types of wounds right around now. That is a common one. And sort of related to that, since we're still in the kitchen, we see a fair amount of burns from kids who are will pull a hot pan of something cooking. Um, toddlers who are just about counter height reach up and they'll grab onto a hot pot or a hot dish have a hand burn or worse, pull that pot over the counter and whoops, dump it all uh, on top of their head and sustain a head and facial burns. So the burns I see, I see the wounds. And then in addition to that, again, still in the kitchen, when we see food that has been left out for longer than the recommended two hours, oftentimes, especially dairy-based things, um, we will see folks who wind up with uh, food poisoning. So vomiting, diarrhea, and uh, children who are smaller with less reserve can get dehydrated fairly quickly. Wow. You know, the kitchen is, it's a huge list. And I remember mine are 22 and 20 now. So, but when they were little, I put up gates. I literally put up gates. So, so why don't we stick in the kitchen and 
we're going to go through these different areas. We're going to go through these different rooms, indoor and outdoors today, Dr. Johns. And then instead of waiting and then telling us what to do about it, let's start with the kitchen since we're there. What do you want us to do to keep the kids out of there, to keep some of these things from happening? Because, boy, those were my intrusive thoughts when they were little. Yeah, you know, it uh, it's it's really true and it's easy especially when there are a group of adults when there's a gathering for, you know, the the little ones kind of get lost in the shuffle a little bit and then all of a sudden an injury happens. So, a couple of things. I mean, first of all, certainly in terms of the hot pans and um, and dishes, have them all pushed towards the center away from the edge of the counter. Handles on the stove need to be turned to the back. Use the back burner if at all possible, because anything that is sort of in grabbing distance can potentially be grabbed. So it's really sort of being very intentional about placement of hot items and uh, which which burners to use. But in addition to that, I think, you know, similar to what we do in the summertime around pool safety, where we'll assign a water watcher, which is, you know, one adult who is in, responsible for nothing else other than keeping an eye on what's happening with swimmers, sort of the same thing that we have an assigned adult who is keeping an eye on you know what the 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 little short people are doing in the room and if they are getting to to be too close to a dangerous situation i think those are two good easy uh, sort of employable strategies uh, that can really decrease a lot of injuries okay moving out of the kitchen we've got guests we have people drinking having fun Grandma's purse is set down on a chair somewhere. There's pills in there because she's on blood pressure medication. There's, you know, your your uncle's diabetes medication. There's, you know, all of these things around. Plus, obviously, the bar is set up. And so what about injuries as far as getting into things that they shouldn't be getting into? Yeah, this is uh, another very common one, especially around the holidays. This is where we see those accidental ingestions happen, where, you know, those uh, daily or weekly little plastic containers where, you know, there's a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, a little compartment for the daily medications. If those are, um, those are typically, um, many of them are not childproof. And so they're easy for young children to get into. And especially for any individual who is on a, a multiple medications where there's different colors and shapes, that's very attractive to young children. And so they can get in and potentially have a, a fairly uh, harmful accidental ingestion. So it is, again, important to be intentional about making sure that bags are kept out of reach. Kind of ditto with the punch bowl. You know, people make very beautifully colored, um, decorated um, uh, punches that oftentimes drinks that will have alcohol in them or eggnog that, you know, oh, that's milk and that kids will easily mistake for something that may be, might be safe for them and uh, could potentially, again, get intoxicated, get into a tricky situation. Uh, 15 years plus in the emergency department, I've seen it. Well, I would imagine you have. And, uh, you know, as a parent, we don't often, you know, especially for us moms that are cooking and so busy and we've got 52 different things going on at the same time because, yes, we are super women. And so we don't always think of these little details, Dr. Johns. Now, we've got decorations, is there anything you'd like us to know about? I mean, obviously, we want to avoid house fires and there's a fire in the fireplace and keeping kids around those things. But specifically for our little kiddos, what do you want us to know about all of that? 
that's going on. I think that one of the key pieces and one of the things that I see that really uh, break, breaks my heart every year are kids who will uh, see the fire in the fireplace and there is a glass fireplace cover um, that folks think will keep kids away and they will put their palms, their hands on that. And it, some of them can be very hot. Yes, I can and they imagine. can sustain quite severe palm burns. Um, so uh, always really important to be careful around a fireplace and even ones where there is a different screen um, that isn't likely to be hot. Uh, it's important to have a, a high enough screen so that a spark or an ember um, can't fly out and potentially injure someone. Um, so that one I think is a, is, is a very, very critical thing to um, that we see an awful lot in the emergency department. Um, ad additionally, kind of related to that, other stuff on fire. People like to burn candles an awful lot at this time and so making sure that those are placed out of reach of children, that uh, they're not forgotten about. I've seen house fires that have started because of this and sort of- My worst fear. Yeah, right? And ditto with uh, with a dry Christmas tree that has been uh, placed, you know, candles been placed near the dry Christmas tree. So fires uh, really, especially because it's cold out and we're, you know, we're, we're all being cozy and together this time of year um, have, have, again, a lot of potential, potential for danger. I'm the danger lady, aren't I? My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are, and I love that, though, because, gosh, it's really all about keeping our kids from the danger. And and another thing that I've done so many shows on, Dr. Johns, are these button batteries. Oh, gosh, yeah. And now, because we're talking the holidays, and even some cards have those in there, you know, the little singing cards yes. and things like that, these things seem to be everywhere now. And so but they're really dangerous for kids. They're really dangerous for kids. I mean, the, this is the kind of situation where, uh, you know, it's a run, don't walk kind of uh, kind of scenario and time really is of the essence. Um, I think that uh, the developmentally appropriate toys cannot be stressed enough and um, as well as really understanding how each uh, toy works so that if there is a button battery that you're uh, very careful about the cover and um, and making sure that it is closed appropriately. Um, I will say that in addition to that, the thing that concerns me as a pediatric emergency physician are all the little tiny pieces parts um, when they're especially when there's an older sibling who knows better than to put something in their mouth and there's a younger sibling where they're choking on a small toy part um, and, uh, and 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 ingesting it too, although often oftentimes um, when it's swallowed, that's less of an emergency, but still it can be a big deal for the family as we have to t sort of figure out where exactly um, that missing toy piece is. So all of those are, uh, are really important to keep in mind. I'll tell you, when somebody gave me one of these little metal balls, tiny little metal balls that you put together in various shapes and mm -hmm. they stick together, mm -hmm. they're magnetic. And um, the minute that they left the house, I threw them out. Because I was like, I first of all didn't want to picture those balls rolling around everywhere. And my <laughs> kids were little and I was like, I am not having those things in my house. What if our dog gets into one? I just I I mean, I just I wasn't even going to give them into one of those toy places because I was like, I don't want to do this to someone else, you know, because what a hideous thing. OK, so we've talked about the house and the parties and the safety and the kitchen. Let's head outside 
for what's going on out there. So our kids want to play in the snow. They want to go outside and, you know, well, hopefully if they can get off their phones and off their PlayStations (laughs) and PS5s, if they've got one, and get them outside, what do you want us to know about things that we should really keep track of when they're out there? So I think, you know, first thing is to um, to keep in mind uh, time spent outside. And for a couple of reasons, I think when it gets very, very cold, you know, when we're really talking about areas that are sub-zero temperatures, limiting the amount of time outside, you know, to you know, 30 minutes or less coming back in and warming up um, is sort of a good general rule of thumb. Um, And I say that not just because of the cold exposure, but because people never think that, oh, they can get dehydrated in the cold weather months, but you can is is the short and simple answer. So it's important to come on in and get something to drink and making sure that kids remain hydrated um, while they are bundled up and selecting the right choice of uh, of material, of clothing and, um, and, and garments to keep them warm is another important piece. Um, things, you know, when you are outside and being active, even when, you know, we've all been there, we've had a hat and a warm coat and a sweater and we get outside and we're having fun and running around and snowball fights and all that, you get a little bit sweaty and then you're sweating then the inside clothes are wet. And if you don't change those out, if you come back in and go out yet again, that can um, not be a great situation in terms of really trying to maintain the body temperature and it's not great for skin either. So making sure that they're closest to the skin are um, a wet wicking layers and um, and then if, if not, then making sure that when you go back outside that you are changing your kids' clothes and so making sure that they are in dry clothing. Um, and in addition to that, I really encourage everybody, you know, those little cheeks, toddler cheeks, and, you know, come in bright red from oh, the cold so outside. Oh, they're so cute. They are. They are very cute, but can get super dry and irritated and chapped. So I recommend that before you go out with your kiddo, put on a nice, uh, a comfortable layer of Vaseline as a emoll- nice emollient, number one, to keep things um, from getting too dried out. And it creates a barrier as well to help shield from um, harsh wind and, um, and, and some, a bit from cold temperatures as well. So much to think about. And really for our little kiddos, that's really all it's about is safety. What haven't we covered that you see that you would like to tell parents, you know, hey, you don't always think about this stuff, but I really want you to know this. So I think that the one piece that um, I have seen tragically in the wintertime um, are the kids who have fallen through the ice into bodies of water of varying size. Oy. Yeah. Oy. Ulcerous, right? It is something that really can make you ulcerous. And so um, wanting to remind folks that um, drowning can happen in uh, very shallow depths and um, really starting to role model and teach your children from a very, very early age about um, being very respectful of snow and ice. And that's uh, certainly there slips and falls from being outside and slipping on the ice. That's one thing. Um, but knowing whether to, to never ever venture out onto a body of water 
that you think it might be frozen solid, so often it's not. And uh, that can really cause a very terrible outcome. So again, that this might be targeted a little bit to older children, but I think that um, as with anything, the, the teaching and the role modeling, the earlier that it starts, the more it sticks. And, uh, and that one is a really big one. Might be less common than those chapped cheeks from, uh, from being outside in the cold, but, but the, the potential risk and severity of a negative outcome really warrants the warning. Well, it certainly does. And thank you so much, Dr. Johns, for joining us. What an informative podcast this was. I mean, you laid it out so nicely for parents. Parents, listen to what she's saying. Share these shows with your friends and your family, because we all know some people who who take these things in their stride. And then you're like, oh, my God, you know, this happened to your kid at the holidays. And nobody wants their holidays ruined by these kinds of things that are preventable. So take this to heed, share it with your friends and your family on your social channels. Dr. Johns, thank you so much again for joining us, sharing your incredible passion and expertise. Listeners, you are listening to Healthy Children. Again, our expert guests are provided by the American Academy of Pediatrics. And I am Melanie Cole. You can listen on Stitcher and TuneIn and iTunes and Google Podcasts and everywhere that podcasts are played, but we want you to listen at RadioMD.com. So for Healthy Children, the American Academy of Pediatrics, and of course, Radio MD, I'm Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening and stay well.